Tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio out of the rolling hills of Ava, Illinois. Here we are, the 25th day of the month of February in the year of our Lord Jesus, 2023. And isn't it great to be a Christian, to be saved, to know that our sins are under the blood of Christ Jesus and that God loves us and will use us and revive us and bless us. And folks, what a beautiful thing it is to be able to be part of the WXAN radio family. I'm grateful to Brother Danny and Will and the staff here, the good folks here. I'm telling you, tell everybody about WXAN radio, pray for them, and then support us, okay? Support this radio ministry. It's got the best music on this side of heaven, as you know, great programming, and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful encouragement to the believer at large. And support it financially, okay? Help us pay the bills. Help us pay that mortgage down. Help us be what we can be for Jesus Christ in these latter days before the rapture takes place. We want to be an encouragement to you. This is the Good Tidings Radio broadcast, and we're glad that you're tuned in today from wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, whether it's in your vehicle at 103.9 FM or whether it's over the Internet at WXANradio.com. And then you'll, when the page pulls up, you'll listen to listen, click on listen live. I do want to say today that it's a blessing to have you. And uh, I'm grateful, Lord, to the Lord for this opportunity to be able to be a small part of the great ministry here. On behalf of my wife, Dorinda, and I, uh, we're thankful for that. Uh, thankful that uh, we can come to your home. And I'm grateful for uh, people like Brother Danny and Leanne that love Jesus. They want to preach the gospel. They want to see people saved, healed, restored, delivered. They want to see revival. And they stand for the Word of God and the values of Christianity and the teaching of the Word of God. So I want to share with you this morning, as we have a little bit of time, a message that's been on my heart here recently. Uh, Philippians, go to Philippians chapter number one. Philippians chapter number one. I I want to give a a shout out to a good friend of mine. Brother John Odell. Uh, John Odell works for WGGH Radio, the monster out of Marion, Illinois. And he is a dear brother in Christ. Had me on his radio uh, podcast uh, on Thursday night, uh, what, the 17th, I think, 17th, 16th of of, uh, February at 4 o'clock. And I was honored to be there with John. Uh, John Odell is a wonderful man. And he's doing a great job at his radio station. And I'm grateful for his stand for Jesus Christ and the Scripture and uh, taking the Bible and bringing it to the culture we live in. That's what the Bible is for. It's relative to today. It is <coughs> through biblical preaching and teaching that we get God's victory in our lives. Sinners saved. The saints revived and stirred. Backsliders with. Um, recovered and reclaimed healings taking place folks spiritually physically emotionally in every way but we see jesus exalted and john does that in his podcast and in his time at wggh radio in marion at eleven fifty a.m and i don't think our people here would mind me saying that because he allowed me to promote wxan radio very large the other day and my broadcast so i'm grateful to john for his friendship um, go to Philippians chapter number one, 
And I want to draw your attention to verse number 21. Philippians chapter number 1 and verse number 21. Just within the last few weeks, if you're a sports fan, particularly an NFL fan, you'll know that the Super Bowl was was uh, played. And if you're a sports fan, you, you come across people that are very passionate about their sports. They just almost live for their sports. They wear the colors of their sports teams. They can tell you uh, who the coach of the teams are, who's on the roster, the team roster. They could even tell you how long that organization has been in that particular city where they're playing at. They could tell you past players and future predictions about who may be drafted in upcoming NFL drafts. They're very, very, very passionate about being an NFL uh, fan. Now, you know as well as I do that the word fan is an abbreviation for the word fanatic. And I have met some passionate fans to whom I'm on some sports threads with. We'll listen to college basketball games, uh, our Salukis here regionally, you know, and some in other states. And I'm usually in their threads when they're commenting during the game, you know, on the highs and lows and the good plays and the bad plays, the bad calls by the officials and all of these other things. But the point of my saying this is they're very passionate about what they believe in, their sport, whether it's the NFL or college football or baseball or soccer or whatever it may be. And there's nothing wrong with that for the Christian. Let me say that. But if that <coughs> that love for the believer becomes idolatry or obsessive, it can be wrong. Because we are called in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, that whether we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, do all to the glory of God. That we're called to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus should be the one we love first and foremost. He should have the preeminent spot in our life, in our marriage, in our ministry, in our home, our family, in our church, in our community. So, it's kind of like if we're buttoning a shirt or a blouse, ladies, if you get the top button right, the rest of the buttons line up correctly. But if you don't get the top button or the first button correct, the other buttons don't line up correctly. They're out of sync. Now, that's how it is for the Christian. If Jesus is not first in your life, you are guilty of idolatry. If your sports team means more to you, than he does to Jesus, you need to check your love for Jesus. He told the church at Ephesus, you don't love me like you used to. In other words, Christian friend, if there was another time in our life since we've been saved that we loved Jesus more than we do now, we're backslidden. Think about that. He didn't move, we did. Spiritually. Satan is good at distracting us. Not only do cell phones distract while we're driving, but other things distract us in our spiritual life. Do you love Jesus today as much as you did when you were first saved? Is Jesus first in your life still? If he's not, ask God to forgive you of the sin of idolatry and put him back and begin to worship and serve him 
with all that you have left in this life because he's coming one day soon to rapture us out. The saved will go. The lost will be left behind. Are you saved? Do you know Christ is your personal Savior? If you do, you'll be taken in the rapture. If you don't, you'll be left behind. Now, Philippians chapter number 1, with the idea of sports fans and their enthusiasm and their zeal, it drives their life. Well, I want to speak to you today in the form of a question. I want to ask you a question, listener, dear friend. What drives your life? What's the purpose of your life here on this terrestrial ball? Can you answer that clearly? Think about it. Philippians chapter 1, look at verse 21. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Paul, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is writing to the believers at Philippi, and he just makes no bones about it. He said, for me to live is Christ. Not for me to live is my sports team, my hobby, or someone in my life. For me to live is Christ. In other words, Jesus is the purpose of my life. Now, everybody in life is driven by something. The word drive, by its very simple definition, means to guide or control or to direct. You can drive a nail. You can drive a car. You can drive a golf ball. You can drive people crazy. (laughs) But right now, folks, maybe you that are listening this morning, you're driven by a problem. You're driven by a problem in your life. You're driven by pressure and stress in your life. You're driven by a deadline at the job. You're driven by a painful memory. Or you're driven by a haunting fear. Folks, there are hundreds of circumstances. And there are hundreds of emotions that can drive our lives. I want to share a few of them with you this morning. And I want you to think about what drives your life, Christian. You see, many people, first of all, are driven by guilt. They spend their lives running from past regrets and hiding their shame. Guilt-driven people are manipulated by memories. They allow their past to control their future. Remember in the book of Genesis, Cain, who slew his brother Abel because he was jealous that God received Abel's sacrifice because it was a blood sacrifice, and not Cain's, who was a vegetable, if you would, sacrifice. He didn't follow what God wanted, and that was blood sacrifice. You can offer God any kind of false offering you want to offer, but if it's not the offering that he'll receive, he won't receive it. Some of you listening today say you think you're going to heaven. But how do you know that? You think that being a church member or a good person or being philanthropic or donating to charitable causes or being part of the community blood drive or Habitat for Humanity All these are good things, but you're thinking that's going to please God and he's going to let you into heaven because your good's going to outweigh your bad. That's biblically incorrect. God won't receive that when you stand before him. 
You must trust His Son, Jesus, by faith as your personal Savior. But some people are driven by guilt. They're manipulated by painful memories of the past. Cain, his guilt, disconnected him from God's presence. In Genesis chapter number 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. This describes most people today, wandering through life without a purpose. Now, folks, we're products of our past, there's no doubt. But we don't have to be prisoners of our past. You see, God specializes in giving people a fresh start. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. He does that. God specializes in giving a fresh start. Psalm 32 and verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. So some people we see are driven by guilt. Secondly, some people are driven by resentment and anger. I put resentment and anger together because they actually can be coupled. People who are driven by resentment and anger, folks, they hold on to their hurts and their offenses, and they never get over them. Are you one of those people? Man, you can rehearse in your mind every bad thing someone said about you, everything that's ever been done to you. And instead of releasing their pain through forgiveness of their self or the person that's offended them, they rehearse it over and over in their minds. Some people clam up. That means they internalize the offense. Some people blow up. They explode all over other people. Folks, those who have hurt you in the past cannot continue to hurt you now unless you hold on to the pain through the resentment. The past is past. In Job chapter 5 and verse 2, for wrath killeth the foolish man. Your resentment and anger is going to kill you. It'll shorten your life. Some people are driven by guilt. Some people are driven by resentment and anger. Thirdly, many people are driven by fear. They've had a traumatic experience, maybe through unrealistic expectations. Uh, maybe they were living in a highly controlled home where dad run everything or mom did. Nobody, everybody was in fear to move because mom or dad may put the quietus on everybody and everybody walked on eggshells. Maybe that's the kind of home you grew up in. I'm sorry if that's the case. But if you think about this, God doesn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear-driven people are often, they miss great opportunities in life because they're afraid to venture out. They miss great opportunities in life because they were afraid to venture out and go. Fear is a self-imposed prison that'll keep you from being everything God wants you to be, friend. Jesus said, I'm come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. The only way you're going to have it more abundantly is to live in the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, in obedience to God through the Word of God and in faithfulness to God and in serving God and not being afraid of anything. He didn't give you the spirit of fear. God wants you to step out and flourish, step out by faith, do that ministry, witness to that person, help that person. <coughs> Excuse me. 
1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. Folks, move against the fear with the weapons of love and faith, and God will help you conquer it, because he did not give you the spirit of fear. So we see people are driven by guilt. They're driven by resentment and anger. Some are driven by fear. Some are driven by, number four, by materialism. Materialism. They desire to acquire, or rather their desire to acquire, becomes the whole goal of their life. Folks, there's a myth in humanity. And that myth says more that you have, the more you have brings happiness. No, a thousand times no, that's not true. Some people believe that if I get more, I'll be more important, or that my self-worth goes up if my net worth goes up. But your self-worth and your net worth are not the same. If you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, you've trusted Christ by faith as your Savior, you're a child of God washed in the blood of Jesus. Folks, you're more valuable than what this world has to offer. You're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. The royal blood of heaven rolls through you. You're a child of the living God, Jesus Christ. So don't equate your self-worth to your net worth. You're going to rule and reign with Jesus one day. This earth is not your home. This world's not your home, the song says. You're just passing through. Win people to Christ. Exalt Christ. Serve Christ. Live the abundant life and faithfulness to God as you're going through this life. Live happily. Live in the abundant life that Christ has given us. Enjoy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Many people are driven, number five, by the need for approval. The need for approval. I've seen children become teenagers, become adults, have their own children, have their own grandchildren, and with living parents, still feel like they've got to meet the expectation of that parent or someone they admire. Folks, some people are driven by the need for approval. They allow the expectations of parents or spouses or children and even adult children of teachers or friends to control their lives. You want to know what a successful, actually a very good, the golden key to failure is? The golden key to failure for every person, every child of God, is to try to please everyone. You can't do it. What drives your life? What's the purpose of your life? Without a purpose in your life, folks, your life is motion without meaning, activity without direction. It's events without reason. Now, we've looked at some of the things that drive people's lives. I don't have much time left, but with the time that's left, let me share with you some benefits of living a purpose-driven life, a purpose-driven life. But before I do, maybe you're listening to Pastor David today and you say, I'm not saved, Pastor David. If I died today, I don't know for sure I would go to heaven. Or if I met God outside of the gates of heaven and he asked me, why should I let you come into my heaven? What would I say? You say, preacher, I don't know. Well, I want you to recognize two thoughts. Number one, you are a sinner. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned 
and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and 23. And because we're sinners, we owe a penalty. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Because we are sinners in the sight of a holy God, born with a sinful nature, inherited from Adam, we have to have that, we owe a penalty to God. And that means that if we die in our sins, we have nothing to offer God to pay for that penalty. But God so loved us that he sent down his son Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, to live a sinless life, to go to the cross vicariously, or in other words, as our substitute. He was sinless, but he was a sinless Savior dying for sinful man, me and you. Every human's a sinner, and our sins must be forgiven. And the only thing that God will accept is the blood of his son Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Jesus died on purpose as a substitute on the cross. He took our place. When he hung on the cross, he was a sinless man dying for guilty sinners, and that's humanity. And God so loved us sinners that he took our sins and he placed them all on Jesus when Jesus was hanging on the cross. And as they drove the stakes through his hands and his feet and plucked his beard and plated a crown of thorns on his head, the blood that came from Jesus, when he died, God received that blood as atonement for the sins of the world. Leviticus said, without the shedding of blood, there is no atonement. Without the shedding of blood, there is no atonement. That's why you cannot be saved If you are depending upon your baptism to get you to heaven, upon your sacraments to get you to heaven, upon your catechism to get you to heaven, upon your church membership, your philanthropy, your good works, your your turning over a new leaf, none of those things God will accept as payment for your sins. And you will die lost in your sins and go to hell. However, if you will put your faith in Jesus Christ who died for you, was buried and resurrected. And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. If you'll come to him by faith and put him, ask him to be your Savior, God will forgive you by grace and give you the gift of eternal life immediately. If you'd like to ask Christ to be your Savior, I want you to follow me in this simple prayer, meaning it from the sincerity of your heart. Follow me in this prayer. Jesus, Please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. Amen. Now, folks, if you followed Christ, put your faith in Christ and been saved, the Bible says in John 3, you've been born again of the Spirit, Holy Spirit. You've been (coughs) brought to life, excuse me, (coughs) spiritually. I have some free literature for new, new steps in the right direction for a Christian I want to share with you. If you'll email me, here's my email address, D-R-D-A-V-E, that's Dr. Dave, 13 at gmail.com, Dr. Dave, 13 at gmail.com. I will send you free of charge some information to help you begin growing as a Christian that will help you in your new faith. Now you know you're going to heaven. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You've been given eternal life, everlasting life. And should the rapture happen, you're going to go. Should you die, 
you're going to heaven because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Paul told the Corinthian believers. So now once you become a Christian, and here's going to be the meat of my message, and I'm going to run out of time, so I may have to bring this back. Okay, folks. But we're talking about what drives your life. What's the purpose of your life? And we've looked at things that have drives people's lives. Now we're getting ready to look at the benefits of living a purpose-driven life, if you will. And I'm not even going to really be able to go into this, okay? So let's save it for another day. If the Lord willing, we'll try to do that here before long, okay? But I want you to know, you've been listening to Dr. David Pinkerton on WXAN Radio here in the beautiful rolling hills of Ava, Illinois. You're listening over the internet at WXANradio.com. We are at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time, the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Or if you're listening regionally, you're 103.9 FM. Give us a call. Let us know. Contact us. If we can come to your church to strengthen your church, to preach revivals, to do uh, special services, we're, glad, we're available to do that. And we'd be glad and honored to talk to you about that, okay? If you need to speak to a pastor about how to be saved, give me a call. Contact me via email. Call the, call the radio here. Will has the approval, and so does Danny, to give you my phone number, should they elect to do that. But I'd like to talk to you. To be saved is the most important thing in your life. This broadcast, folks, comes to you out of the generosity of faithful giving people to keep the lights on and pay the bills through WXAN Radio. Would you be one of those contributors, donators? God will bless you if you do. And it comes through the goodness of Brother Danny and WXAN Radio, the fine staff here. So tell somebody else about WXAN Radio. The Good Tidings Radio broadcast comes from Luke chapter 1 and verse 10. Because when you're talking about Jesus, as the angels announced at his birth, we bring you good tidings of great joy. So, we want you to listen, my wife Dorinda, on our son Brett in Buffalo, New York. I know he's listening as well. God bless you. It's been a wonderful day. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming, and you enjoy your walk with Jesus. And keep looking. He's coming again. This has been the Good Tidings radio broadcast. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yeah. 